Welcome to A Mom is Born, an interview-style podcast dedicated to mothers of multiples. We share the ups and downs of trying to conceive, pregnancy, birth, and postpartum in an honest setting. Thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. Welcome to A Mom is Born. Today, I'm excited to share with you Caitlin's story. So to kick it off, Caitlin, hi, and welcome to the podcast. Hi. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I am 30 years old. I am a stay-at-home mom to all my boys. Days are just kind of filled with all things kids. So I have three boys. I have my twins, five on Tuesday. And then I have a 19-month-old. Perfect. So we're busy. I'm a three-boy mama, too. So I love it. (laughs) It's chaos, um, to put it lightly, most of the time, but... Yes. I mean, I love it. I might have to pick your brain for like the best boy mom tips and tricks. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just surviving at this point. I don't know if I have any tips, but I will tell you this. Most of the time, whatever is wrong with them, whatever the problem is, just take them outside and it'll just they'll be fine. Like that's what I've learned with my with my boys. It's like they're crabby, they're okay, let's just go outside. Let's it's it's fine. Go find some mud and you know, do your thing. And then they're usually that's better after that. Perfect. That's great <laughs> advice. If you can jump back to a little over mm-hmm. five years ago, when did you find out you were expecting? Our story is a little unique because I knew early on, you know, more than any other typical mom would because we did IVF. We had struggled to get pregnant for about three years and, you know, tried multiple methods, nothing works. So we did IVF and, you know, we had the choice if when it came down to transfer an embryo, we had the choice to put two in. Obviously, there's a, yeah, that both of them can take and you have twins and we went in it kind of wanting that, you know, we wanted both the embryos to take after all these years waiting. I found out I was pregnant early because we do blood draws through the clinic. My HCG levels were so high. I was terrified that both the embryos split and there was quadruplets. Like that's how high they were. It was crazy. I think my first beta was, it was like over 4,000, which is super high to have at five weeks pregnant. So we kind of had a feeling. And then I went in for an ultrasound at six weeks and two days. And we saw both heartbeats. And we were just so happy. And it was kind of crazy because I just, I felt like this was how it was always supposed to be. That's Mm -hmm. exciting. So how did you tell your family and friends? Yeah, so that was fun. So like most of our family knew we were going through IVF, so they were kind of turning around just to see if I was pregnant in general, right? They were mm-hmm. kind of just being nosy, but we were we were kind of holding it close to us for a little bit, you know, until we got that first ultrasound at least. And so it happened to be my birthday. I was turning 25 and we were all going out to dinner with my husband's family. So we had ordered an ice cream cake ahead of time because I love Yum. ice cream cake from Disney yeah. said we're pregnant on it, right? So we're at the end of the meal. They come out with the cake. They read it. Everyone's like, oh, my God, I know. You're pregnant. It works. Blah, blah, blah. And then once they calmed down, we were like, yeah, you know, we wanted to get this cake. And if we had known, then we would have ordered two cakes. And they kind of just, like, looked at us like, why? And then we were like, oh, you know, it's twins. And everyone just kind of 
freaked out. It was always exciting to like announce that we were pregnant to our family and friends and then just be like, oh yeah, and it's twins. But to see their reaction was always just I have a friend who has twin boys the same age. They're a week apart. It's actually a crazy story for another time, but we did IVF um, the same time. And when she found out she was pregnant, they told family and stuff where they never said it was twins all the way until their gender reveal at 20 weeks pregnant. How did everything progress from that point forward? Pretty good. You know, like I look back on it and I felt great. I never had morning sickness. All that stuff that they say, especially with twins, like you're more sick, whatever. Nope. I actually felt pretty good. I did have a lot of bleeding in the beginning, which, as you know, is terrifying when you're pregnant. So a lot of scares, but nothing to the point where I needed to go on bed rest. I was still on medication from IVF, though. So so you do injections and take meds until you're 14 weeks pregnant, so until you're out of that first trimester. Mm -hmm. So I had all that going on, too. Found out at 20 weeks that they were boys, both of them. Although I'm pretty sure I saw with all the ultrasounds beforehand, I'm pretty sure I knew. I never had to worry about going into preterm labor. I did have gestational diabetes, and that was kind of a bummer. I tolerated that with diet. Everything was going well, even at my 36-week appointment. No, it would have been my 35-week appointment. My doctor checked me, and I was not even close to dilating. You know, they're telling me, oh, it could still be any time. I didn't believe them. And then I ended up in the hospital with the flu that weekend. So I wasn't quite 36 weeks pregnant yet. And I ended up just needing some IVs, no, no labor yet, no contractions. I just kind of felt sick. The next day I was feeling better. I think the flu really helped me. And so that happened on a Saturday into Sunday. And then by Monday, I was not feeling well again, but I was just like cleaning the house like crazy. And then I went and I lay down for a while. And that evening, I got up to the bathroom and I noticed when I was done that the toilet was full of blood. That was really scary. Being that far along and to see that and just not knowing what was wrong. We just went straight to the hospital. They got me in for exactly 36 weeks. And they're like, no, we think it's your water. We think your water broke. And you're just bleeding. You know, sometimes blood sits, apparently, you know, close to your cervix. And then when your water breaks, sometimes that can happen. So anyway, so they're like, nope, your water broke. You know, you're in labor. And then it was just terrifying because I was like, okay, I was trying to just stay pregnant and get pregnant and then stay pregnant. And now I'm like, I'm not leaving until I have these babies. I was terrified. Not of the labor. I was like, that's fine because both boys were head down. So So no C-section for me. I was going for it. I labored all night long. It was awful, so I was not dilated still at all when my water broke. But they let me, like, labor all night, and they're like, well, if you still don't progress, you know, then we'll probably have to talk about a C-section. In the morning, like, he's like, all right, why don't you eat something? Shower, we're going to give you some Pitocin. Because I was dilated almost a two at that point oh, after no. all night long. Oh, God, it was just awful. So no, no epidural or anything at this point. So they started the Pitocin, got to, like, a four a few hours later, and then they're like, okay, let's do an epidural. No matter what, they were going to give me the epidural because I was going to deliver the twins in the OR, just in case. So I got my epidural, and then, boom, within an hour, once my body got that epidural, I fully dilated. So they're like, oh, well, you're ready. So they wheeled me into the OR, and, like, my epidural had just kicked in. I am just, like, okay. And then they wheeled me into the OR to deliver, and I was just 
terrified. My like teeth started chattering. I didn't know they're like, it's adrenaline. And I'm like, I know, I'm just scared. I'm scared. <laughs> I had no idea what to expect, but pushed for just probably less than 10 minutes and my baby A was born and he was perfect. They weighed him with five pounds, five ounces, super healthy is my little peanut. That's Beckett. They took him over there. They're all of a sudden they're just like Beckett was out. I remember a nurse grabbing my my belly, grabbing Camden, my baby B, to make sure he didn't move. Because they were scared he was gonna like turn back. That was my biggest fear going into it was I was going to deliver one twin vaginally and then have to have a C-section with the other one. And all of a sudden it got really serious and they're like, you need to push. And I wasn't really feeling anything at that point because that epidural was so new. Like I couldn't even feel a contraction, but they didn't care. They're like, no, you just need to push. So what I found out later was his cord, they had saw his cord somehow and it had a true knot in it. So his umbilical cord was completely knotted and they were just, obviously they're like, we need to get this baby out. I pushed and seven minutes later, Cannon was born. He wasn't breathing immediately, but he did eventually, he was like gray. It was just, it was so scary. Super calm in the room and then he cried. And then after they looked at him, they're like, nope, he's fine. He's six pounds, 11 ounces. Baby B was bigger. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So they were, they were super healthy. I was really lucky. Yeah. You know, while they were in utero too, like they were, they were healthy growing boys, always ahead of the um, scale for measuring. They always measured like four weeks ahead. So when I had them at 36 weeks, they were basically just like full-term babies. Beckett, my little guy, you know, he just, he wasn't eating. We did formula right away. I honestly, with the twins, I didn't even want to try to breastfeed him because I was just terrified. Yeah. So he went up to the NICU just for 24 hours. He just needed a little bit of sugar and then he was good to go. And we were home 24 hours after that. So 48 hours after I had him, we were home. And then that was when that's amazing. That's when it really got terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why are they letting us go home <laughs> with these two babies? I didn't sleep at all that first night at home. I think I just stared at them to make sure they were breathing. Yeah. I was terrified. What was the recovery like for you? Was it pretty simple? Oh my God. So simple. And I like, I, I know stitches, tears, nothing. I had those babies and I was feeling great. You and were like meant for this. Like, but my twin pregnancy, it was, it was great. My labor, yeah, 18 hours was pretty painful, but my delivery was so easy. And I was just, I was just good to go, which I'm so thankful for. Two newborns at home. I can't imagine having to deal with a rough recovery on top of that. If you had another really good friend that contacted you that was pregnant with twins and they were nervous mm-hmm. about the pregnancy, what piece of advice would you give them? So afterwards, I think my biggest advice, and I saw this in a twin, I don't know if I read it in a book or what, but, and I, and I really believe this once I have the twins, you know, there's always going to be a new day. So tomorrow's a new day. So even if, let's say you're up all night and you are just exhausted and you're thinking, how am I going to do this? Because that happens. You don't know tired until you have twin newborns, right? When the sun's coming up and you haven't slept at all and you're just laying there and you're thinking, how can I do this? I always was like, nope, it's a new day. My biggest advice is just try to let stuff go because every day is different. I know this is so, you you don't want to hear it, but it's just, just soak it in. <laughs> oh gosh, if I could go back yeah. to when I had those little babies. Oh my goodness. I loved it. Yeah. Do you think the newborn phase was your favorite phase so far? 
but it's hard to say because I have so many different ones. I I would say the newborn face is the easiest thing. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, no way. But and then you have kids and you're like, yes, right. But when you're newborn, for me, I guess I should say, yeah. that was the easiest time for me. They just laid there. It's crazy when I look back and think of like when they were like one, you know, one or two, and I would like take them into a store, both of them. <laughs> what gave me that kind of courage? I'm like, I look back, I took Madden, my youngest, to a store, which with COVID, that was literally like the first time I think he'd ever been in a store. But I took him in and, you know, at first I was like, oh, this is awesome. Just one kid. Yeah, this is easy. But then by the end, you know, I'm checking out Target and he's still all over the place. And I'm like, how did I do this with two? Blew my mind. I'm all about the grocery pickups and deliveries now. What would you say is your favorite part about being a twin mom? I just love to watch the relationship that they have together. I think that's probably my favorite thing because it's, it's a sibling bond. And, you know, it is, but it's just so much more than that. You know, they just always had each other. If they're away from each other for like an hour, maybe even less than times or a couple hours, oh, they just tell me how they miss, you know, the other one. And it's so sweet. Find your tribe. Find you at least one other twin mom because there's just some things that only other twin parents get. And, you know, I'm not knocking anyone who doesn't have one because raising any kid, hard as hell, right? But there's just something specifically about having that, that tribe behind your back. I don't know what I would do without my twin mom friends. We had a group chat that we started back when they were newborn and we write in it every day awesome they're my best friends even though we never see each other because one lives in chicago like i was saying and one lives in pennsylvania but we still connect because we we all did ivf so that was you know common but also twins because it is it's so different your care is different different throughout your pregnancy everything it it should be considered different like you know if you're going to your doctor and they're saying no it's the same as a no no because you need to be watched carefully you need to go to an mfm you yep. need to do those things. And I think as far as advocating, you know, I am with you on that because, and that started with my infertility journey and, and um, seeking help with doctors and stuff. And, you know, that's where I learned to advocate for myself. So I was lucky enough to be able to do that. And I really loved my team of doctors and stuff. I am really lucky in that aspect. And we also had a great hospital that had the MSM there all in one spot. And then the NICU was there, everything. I just felt so good. And, you know, that's something that a lot of singleton parents, they never have to worry about, okay, am I going to deliver in this hospital? But it needs to have a NICU because if it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like with twins, even if they're born at 36 to 37 weeks and beyond, there's still more complications with mom and baby. You get the question, oh, are you going to try for a girl? Do you get that like every day like I do? Yes. And I always just say, if we try again, it's going to be for another baby, like a healthy baby. Yes. That was our thing too. Everyone's like, oh, were were you disappointed? You know, first because we did IVF too with my, my third son. And we had some losses in between the twins and my youngest. And so everyone was just like, well, why don't you just put a girl embryo in there? And I'm like, oh, you have no idea. Like, I don't care what the gender is. I just want a healthy baby. And, you know, I got to say, being a boy mom is pretty awesome. Thanks for listening to another great episode of A Mom is Born. If you're interested in sharing your story, we'd love to hear from you. Check out the link in the show notes for more information. 
remember, Mama, you're the best mom for your babies. You're exactly who they need you.